on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on you. Hey, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, how are you, man? Very good, Mike. Very happy to be here today because it's a switcheroo. I had a week's break of research. Thank you, Michael. Yes, well, we're very excited. Our show is Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We're going to watch with you, let us, a full-length movie on YouTube. Usually Carl, who just did the theme song, watches a movie four times researches the movie hates the movie yeah. hates life but you know <laughs> no. it is as he said up top a switcheroo we are streaming right now on mutiny radio as we do every sunday 2 p.m pacific standard time following flat plastic what found round sound Bound round scotto. sound we love scotto thank you scotto for your hard work a uh, big shout out if you if you want to check out mutinyradio.fm where we stream first you go to mutinyradio.fm Check out all the programming. Check out our archives. We've been on the air since 2016. We have a lot of great shows. None of them are easy to access, but you can find it on the site. But join us. Join our podcast. You go to your podcast machine and you type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and then you can subscribe. So you can listen Sunday. You can, this, The podcast drops Sunday. And we're also on YouTube at L. W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Wow, that is the nitty-gritty. So, Carl, it's the old switcheroo. Do you have anything you want to ask me? Uh, what is the movie today for breakfast? That's a great question. We are watching Breakfast in Hollywood. Yes, Tom Brenneman's own Breakfast in Hollywood. Back from 1946. Oh, so, how yeah, so I have to give a content a trigger warning up front. It is in black and white. So if you like color movies, you're shit out of luck this week. That triggers it's a black me. and white movie. The war just ended, dude. The war just ended. 1946. 1946. Hell yeah! I guess it was shot in 40. Well, we'll see. We'll hear from you. We'll hear from me. But anyway, we want you to join us. So go to your YouTube channel, your YouTube app. Type in "Breakfast in Hollywood, 1946." We have uh, some few copies out there. The version I like is a really good copy. It's from a channel called Salam Arini Awad. And I'll spell the three names. Salami Arena. No, Salam Arini. You know, actually, if you mix her name up together, it might be Salami. But Salam, S-A-L-A-M. Her second name is Irini. I-R-I-N-I. Awad. A-W-A-D. 
Breakfast in Hollywood, 1946. Salam Arena Wad is the channel we like. So we want you to go into YouTube, find that link, click it, hit pause, move your timer to zero, zero, zero. When we say go, you're going to hit play and we're going to watch it at the same time. Now, that's pretty much a lot of things to do right now. So we want you to kick back. Our producer, Carl, has spoken to a celebrity comedian, and that celebrity comedian will provide our celebrity. Wait, comedian. wait, wait. This is a switcheroo. You need to speak to a celebrity comedian, record it. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So, yeah, uh, we're, we're keep recording. Gosh, I didn't I didn't see that in my notes. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm very excited as it's I just goes. thought of it now. I just happened to sp uh, spoken to a celebrity comedian. Mike, take it away. Hello, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This time with none other than Felix Kiner. Hi, Felix. Hey, how are you guys? I'm doing. Hey, good to have you on. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. We are watching today uh, Breakfast in Hollywood. And when I heard the word Hollywood, I thought of one man, Felix Kiner, King of Hollywood. Is, is that true or not at this point? A, a king of West Hollywood, a very specific area, which is uh, my street, and not just the entire street, but my my. Uh, I know my the place. neighborhood. It's it's in between two trading. I'm king of that. The the outside of it, nobody knows about me. But Felix is a comedian, uh, not just in West Hollywood, but Hollywood and North Hollywood. You played in North Hollywood as well, Haha ha Cafe, maybe South. Uh, west, uh, upper, lower, <laughs> lower That's Hollywood. Awesome. We need a, a lower Hollywood. <laughs> a lower, yeah, like a downtown, downtown Hollywood. Downtown Hollywood. We why we West Hollywood doesn't have a downtown. This movie we're watching is actually a real thing. It was a radio show on Hollywood and Vine. This guy had his own restaurant. His name is Brennerman, and it was called Brennerman's or Brennerman's. And he would, for a half hour every morning, do a Hollywood show. Now, as a Hollywood comedian, what do you think of that? It's a good gig, right? Yeah, I would love uh, to do that every morning. Have your own restaurant and then, like, have people come in and then just chit-chat for a live half-hour show? Yeah, a restaurant would be amazing. With prices today, I want my breakfast uh, at zero would cost. You, char you, would charge the cus you would charge the audience members breakfast? Right, twenty. It, it wouldn't uh, be a sandwich, twenty-five dollars. Coffee, eight. Uh, That's pretty cheap. You you are living with the and of course tip, and it's going to be one of those. You turn the the iPad around, and there's going to be markups, twenty-five percent. <laughs> I love qu it. Quadruple. Yes. Now, Felix, I know you as one of the one of the better comics I know in Los Angeles, uh, and uh, you are king of the hustle. I have to say, uh, any any exciting things happen? Any names you could drop for us? Any uh, achievements? Any anything stunning? Uh, uh, you know, I'm doing the shows around the uh, town, but uh, most excitingly, about two weeks ago, uh, we started a. Uh, a sketch comedy channel. Me, another uh, two comedians, uh, Guy and comedians. Tara, I believe. Uh, Tara Daly and, and Guy Ruben. Uh, yeah, I was I was going to bring that up later, but it is actually a great chance for our audience to check you out. Uh, I believe your channel is called. Hang on, 
Guy Tara Felix? It's a JTFO. Uh, okay. Guy uh, Tara Felix Originals. Get the fuck Get out. Get the fuck out, yes. Uh, All right. Uh, so GTFO, uh, GTF Originals, uh, and uh, we shot, uh, we like uh, 10 sketches so far, and uh, we're doing great for a very new channel. Um, in- I love it. I've seen three, and it's it's like slickly produced, but there, it's funny. It has real humor in it. And, you know, being Hollywood, it reminds me of the silent films because a lot of times you shoot it in a park. We exclusively shooting in the park so far. Uh, it's easy to just bring everybody in the morning before the heat comes. And we just uh, not, uh, we do spectacularly fast. We, 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 in two, three hours, we can, we can do five. Uh, then we edit. It's, everything is fast. Everything is very quick. We, uh, each clip is 15, 18, 20 seconds, nothing more than that. Just we go for like a, a sweet, uh, one of the shareables uh, uh, comedies. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, maybe one day we'll expand it into um, 25, 35 seconds. Now, so so tell me why, like, I've seen some of your original uh, uh, sh- sh- live action shorts on, on uh, the Instagram, and it's really funny. And I know that you are an accomplished animator. I, I want to toot your own horn on this, uh, including doing a Hanukkah special my, my nieces saw with uh, mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish. So uh, what do you see, like, when you do sketches, like, what, what do you keep your eye out? Like, it, it seems like you, uh, you have a knack for it. Yeah, because uh, you see, animation takes a long time to uh, to do. Uh, so it's like uh, animation is a very sl- a slow process, takes forever. So you, uh, I, I'm a director, uh, and 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 everything is like from the vision to the to final product is takes takes too long. But here, you literally write, shoot, and produce in the span of an hour you know that's amazing I, yeah yeah and it's it's that's what's really uh fantastic to me that uh realization of your ideas in such a short span it's like you know it's like imagine you are swimming in a in a in a in a bath of oil and it's like uh, and then you get into like a, a running it's, it's say like oh my god I can I can walk uh, I can run uh, he, this immediacy and of course the people I work with are super funny they yeah. super supportive they they run with every idea I throw at them uh, they uh, I you see they make fun of me a lot because I'm I'm uh, at least 20 years older than them I I'm Russian my accent my I cannot pronounce uh, stuff. Uh, it takes me forever to, the lines uh, to, to to get it right. But they they're like you know cool. Well, well, oh yeah, well. but I guess the younger the youngsters also kind of add a nice sheen to the videos that I've seen because it does speak the Instagram video language. Like you guys do uh, the the proper font and the fast editing and. Uh, the first one I saw is really funny. It's a so-called prank. It's it's mm-hmm. face up as a prank that this woman's uh, new perfume will cause any man to go crazy. And it's so well produced because you cut to like images of uh, like pheromones in action or something like that. Some kind of 
DNA. And then, you know, she walks by you and you, of course, chase her Benny Hill style. And that's the end of the video. Uh, and it's great. It's really kind of cool. But it's really well done and uh, well edited, too. Like, definitely, I, I see some young people's hands uh, working on that because uh, being old, I would have not thought of adding, editing it that succinctly. Well, I, I, I'm, uh, yes, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm still, I, I'm the one that edits, uh, oh. um, most of the time and I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the main writer here. Like, so it, don't sell yourself short. I'm in my, uh, late seventies. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still capable of, uh, sure. You, know. you and it's George a, Miller. Um, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, um, uh, I'm planning on dying next week. So it's. You know, I have only week to, to live. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, we'll be airing this interview probably in two weeks. So, RIP. It, yeah. It, in, yeah. In, in, in memorial, please uh, put me in. Now, you were one of the first uh, Hollywood comedians I met uh, when I moved to Los Angeles. And just tell me, like, uh, like what I like about your humor is that uh, you just, I don't know, you kind of nail it, like, just about stuff that we all talk about. Like, do you, uh, do you feel like... I don't know. I'm trying to pick your mind, Felix. Uh, is there like, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss straight. of words. Shoot straight. Shoot straight. What do you have in mind? Well, all right. Fair enough. Uh, I just want to pick your mind. Like, uh, uh, how do you come up with a bit? Is what I'm trying to ask. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, it's coming. Uh, not, there's not a lot of science to it, really. It just. Uh, I'm. I have confines. Like I have really, I can, uh, I'm. I'm. I'm what I am. Russian. I'm from Soviet Union. I'm old. I'm fat. I'm. Uh, so I. This is like. A, I learned that you take what you are and you bring it on stage. You know. I try to do other stuff. I try to do like what other comedians uh, do. Uh, like dating, but I don't date, so I cannot. Uh, I, you know, other, like things that not necessarily me. And then I'm getting lost. I'm not performing as well. But here I, I'm just bringing stuff on what, what, uh, what, bringing stage what what I have. You know, it's not easy, uh, but it's so me that it's much easier than just coming up with stuff that uh, I don't. I just I don't want to be the 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 fifth comedian that talks about tinder you know what i mean on the line sure i i want to yeah. be that i want to be like like there's going to be comedian 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 and me and then comedian comedian so me will be like this super different super like the the i'm i'm i i have a, uh, this white jacket i put on so i'm immediately it's a kind of like a, i'm a showman right i'm immediately different uh, yeah. Then I have this accent immediately. I cannot hide it. Uh, I, and I and I and I immediately my first words. I'm from Russia, and then I go like into this. Uh, uh, I don't talk about Russia a lot. I talk about me being uh, from Russia and how I'm tired of being from Russia. And <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like uh, and it, I'm not judging anybody. I'm not in political. I'm not. Uh, I'm very clean comic. <laughs> Uh, but my own personal kind of experience of just saying the word Russia, it's, it's funny. It's just, uh, it, it, 
Russia, 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 and and people smiling, you know. And, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, very cool. And yeah, and I I've seen now. There's also like a Russian comedian circuit in in L.A. Do you want to let the non-Russians know? Yeah, about this? it's well, it's a very new. Uh, so it was like a a thing sporadically. Uh, there, there was, but uh, a year ago or about a year ago. And because of the war, a lot of comedians left uh, Russia because they speak up, uh, spoke up, or whatever reason uh, against the, the what's what's the war. And uh, some of them uh, went to Europe, some Turkey, some uh, Georgia, whatever uh, Russian Georgia, uh, well close to Russia, the one not American Georgia. But no, no. Uh, uh, what is uh, happened uh, next is some people just came to uh, to LA, uh, and some of them had like big comedians, you know, uh, very su successful comedians from Russia. Not a lot, but and then around them there was a little community. Uh, they did open mics. They did uh, in, in Russian, and now they trying a little bit. Uh, like a, do comedy in English, um, and I've done a show last week where uh, there was a like three four comedians who uh, just started doing English. Um, it's uh, it's tough, but they're doing it, and if they continue doing it in, in a year, two, three, they're gonna be just nailing it. You know, um, I lost you. I had a I had a helicopter go by, so I muted oh, myself, okay. and then I started oh. asking a question. Uh, I actually, uh, yeah, no, I I like uh, God. I I just said my question. I'm the worst interviewer, Felix. You're uh, the best friend, though. Oh, hey, uh, we're definitely we're best buddies, uh, besties. I guess is what they say. Yeah, um, all right, so you know what? I, I, I like. Oh, that's beautiful. Off your comics. Oh, yeah. God. Do you yeah. like them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I especially liked uh, the style you had for this extra man. Let's see if we can get you out on the camera. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, nice duo uh, dots. Nice tone. I, I like the whole style. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. So, anyway, getting back, it, it is interesting mm -hmm. to be in the audience watching uh, uh, Russian comedians uh, talk about you know uh just just stuff because uh it's one of the first times i get a chance to hear it you know and uh mm -hmm. uh jokes kind of tend to connect all right fair enough felix that has been our interview i did an okay hey. job yeah you'd won the greatest interview all right and you yeah. did a great job too felix you know, I, I was i was shining uh you gave me like i was shining on your background that, that's that's my job my yes. job is complete we want you to do our celebrity comedian countdown. We have everyone here. They're itching to see Breakfast in Hollywood from the mm -hmm. 40s. Uh, they have the link, and they're waiting for you to do the countdown. So, Felix Kiner, take it away. Okay, are you ready, guys, for your movie? Then let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity. <laughs> Yeah. All right, here we go. Celebrity comedian countdown. 
Now, welcome to the movie, Carl. This is based on a radio. The radio show. We like watching television shows and movies. This is an opportunity for us to watch doing a movie version of the very popular radio show. You gotta mute it, Mike. I can't hear you. So it was a radio show. with me, friend? Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Well, all right. So this is actual an actual show. It was during the 40s. There's a uh, radio host named Tom Benneman. He's a lot like Tom Bosley when he speaks. And he's in his 40s. He started in Hollywood with a radio show called Breakfast in, at Sardi's. Sardi's being the famous uh, Hollywood Boulevard yes. restaurant. Okay. Well, we got a stupid Street. intro. We have a narrator that starts off. Here's a little fucking extra, extra. So there are extras out. Yes, a new day is starting, and most of us greet it with hope. I don't know like who this narrator is. Extra girls it's only on their way to work. Scene. United Art Studio, please. We have models. Are these stenographers, sales girls, waitresses? Yesterday's beauty contest winners from all over the world. And the woman who can't make it. He didn't get her phone number. Uh, didn't harass her. Of course, for some people, yesterday still hasn't ended. These fellows have been rehearsing all night. No, I, I, oh, shit. Sorry, Carl. All right, I'm going to... This movie starts right off with the Nat King Cole trio. King Cole trio. Uh, Are we hearing a musical he number for them now? Student. Are they going to uh, do, like, do a full song? Yeah, I'm actually... I, I hit pause... It's a great song. This guy is a solid mashed potato, solid potato salad. You could really dig him. So it's good. I recommend if you watch the movie to check it out. It starts right off. Now, again, I keep talking about this guy, Tom Brenneman. Uh -huh. He opened his own. He realized how much money Sardis was making off this radio show. He said, fuck this. I'm going to open my own restaurant in Hollywood Boulevard and host my own show. So wow. he opened a restaurant on Vine in Hollywood called Tom Brenneman's. Now, the movie starts off, you just saw, with Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole yeah. is not performing at Tom Brenneman's. Oh? They are at a different club. Okay. All right, so we are going to meet a bunch of characters that are going to a radio show. Now, Carl, you said you worked on morning radio where you pretended to be a couple? Uh, yeah. Well, one time I was on War of the Roses on iHeartRadio. It was out of Los Angeles. I forget the name of the radio station. Yeah. Okay, well, they're, they're going to do that here in the 40s. We're starting off. That is a character actor, Zezu Pitts. Yeah, She's she a is famous, awful. Uh, we, we know her from Francis movies. Oh, she's great. I just yeah. thought she was the Pitts. Um, she was, was she the sergeant who was the older lady who used to be the sexy lady who got older? That's right. Gotcha. That's right. So one of the things about Tom Brenneman's show is that old ladies would show up and they would wear outrageous hats. And Tom Brenneman would single you out and put on your outrageous hat. So here's a fake radio contestant uh, listener <laughs> going to the show in her crazy hat. Tom Brenneman's got to pick me. All right. Now, wait, did you so see the way character. she was operating the vehicle, right? She yeah. She had hand controls, not, not foot pedals isn't that weird it's weird yeah her son is ralph nader which is even stranger wow like, her son is ralph nader 
That's a headline. No, as one does. She oh, wait, wait, you're a, messing with me because he did seatbelts and stuff. Yeah, okay. he did the seatbelts. Okay. Okay. Now, we're going to go straight from that dangerous car to the Hollywood bus depot where she, she was just woken up. You know, her boyfriend was in the army and they're engaged, uh -huh. her fiance. And gosh, mm -hmm. you mean he's not at the base? Yeah, sorry. Hey, before you go back to Minneapolis, Here's a ticket to Tom Brenneman's radio show. Why don't you hang out on Hollywood and Vine and check out Tom Brenneman? She happens to have, like for ladies stuck at the bus depot, this woman has like an extra ticket to iHeartRadio's uh -huh. play in the morning. War of the Roses. Yeah. So she's going to go. She's looking for her fiancé who just got out of the war. But first she's going there. So those are two characters. Okay, now this woman, you know her. From you know all these people, she that's the Ma Bailey, that's Mrs. Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay. Now she is fifty-two years old in this uh, as an actress, and she's wow. playing an eighty-two-year-old. She's doing great because I believe it. She was actually, you know, IMDb said that she played Jimmy Stewart's mom four times. Something I had noticed, but I only <laughs> picked up three. She was also Ma Smith and Mrs. Smith Goes to Washington. They're practically the same age. Yeah. Anyway, this is her house in Hollywood. She lives in Hollywood, Carl. Of course. She has a house with a little dog house. And, oh, little doggy, I have to go see Tom Brenneman's radio show. <laughs> She's she going to get involved. Of an Irish accent or? Only, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Just when I do it. Oh, okay. But I got to. I got to give you a heads up, Carl. She yeah. is going to be the victim of the greatest car accident you will ever see on Hollywood and Vine. Okay, that's Our car accident is great. Okay, this is the greatest, the greatest car accident. Oh, I didn't sure, know they had yeah. that potential. Yeah. Hey, listen, you got your crashes. Throw them away. Now, all right. So we have our final characters are this delightful couple. Now you recognize her from Glinda the Good Witch. That's Glenda the Good Witch. I actually do not know that show at all. You don't know The Wizard of Oz from 1939 or Glenda oh, the Good yes. Witch? Yes, yes, I do know. the. Yes, I do know The Wizard of Oz. I just didn't know her name, I guess. All right. Well, anyway, she looks. she's dressed up as an old lady, as we do for this movie. So maybe that's what threw you off. But he, she's married to this gadfly, Cartwright. And this is a, one of my favorite character actors. He... Uh, let me find his name. Raymond Raymond Walburn or Ray Walburn in here. Okay. He worked with Frank Kappa. He worked. You remember that movie we watched, The French Say Are a Funny Race? Yeah. So that's director Preston Surge used this guy in all his movies. And Hail the Conquering Hero. That guy says my favorite line in movie history. He's he says, "Well, dog my cats." <laughs> well, dog my cats. And saying, honey, I'm going off to Tom Brenneman's radio show. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, door closes. <laughs> he's going to call up two biddies. He has a, a, a side piece, and he's calling her up right now. Uh -huh. now Hollywood in the 40s, and after that charming little introduction, they're basically gold diggers. She has a roommate. She's going to, like, oh, yeah, who is this, Mr. Wheelface? No, it's Cartwright. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, my my wife's gone for the day. Ladies, let's go to the track. This guy is single-minded. He wants to go to the barbershop and then the track. And there's her little roommate who wants in on the action. Right. 
So they don't have a triest. They go to the dog. They go to the track. Right. So they're going to go to the track, and she, she can't wait for. They can't wait for him to spend money on her, on them. <laughs> so that's that's. I think that's all the characters we got. How exciting okay. is that? Okay. Yeah. Now, I did some research. I, the reason why I had seen this movie on Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus has a lousy collection of movies from the 40s, but this was a good one. Uh -huh. uh, it's not on it, it's on Tubi. And what sparked my interest was I, I picked up a book by George Geary, it just came out this year called LA's Landmark Restaurants. And they had a, several pages. There he is. Check this out. Check out the fucking cows on the side of the goddamn road. I don't know where the, he's picking up this sailor. And is this Beverly Hills? Is this Hollywood Bowl? I have no idea what I'm looking at. I do know San Francisco is 400 miles that away. Yeah. <laughs> the sign tells you. That's the famous landmark. I can't place it. Oh, okay, they're, so they're driving behind in front of a movie uh, yeah, probably. Movie screen. Sunny radio show. Breakfast in Hollywood. Ever hear of it? I'm afraid I have. <laughs> My aunt back in Minneapolis listens every morning. A very intelligent woman. With very Tim. good taste, too. That's, he oh, doesn't realize he's talking good, to the host. Oh, terrific. Ah, he's talking to the host. Yeah. Say, do you know the fellow who runs it, uh, Tom Brenneman? Oh, do I? Well, my mother knows him very well. Mother knows him. In fact, she folded his first pair of pants. Carl, the guy doesn't go, are you fucking playing with me, you goddamn asshole? No, he just... <laughs> just flies off the set. Whatever. This guy, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Do you know what this guy is known for? He was a re news reporter in one of the scenes in Citizen Kane. There you go. That's all I got. <laughs> That's his career? Yeah, in a nutshell. He was in the Acquire newsroom. <laughs> He's the guy you get for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Oh, I wish. This movie is 1946. All these people are playing older in this movie. It's really funny. Okay, here yeah. it is, Carl. Look at this. Wow, it's sorry. imagine Carl's Restaurant, <laughs> right? There's a giant sign outside that says ham and eggs. Really? Get the fuck out of here. Where I'm am I going to get ham and eggs in Hollywood? Together? Show me a sign, God. Oh, now this fits. There's this main room. He walks in. Oh, hello, hello, hello oh, hello, hello, Tom. Hello. He does a pre-show banter, which is extremely well rehearsed. Now but the this, sailor sees it's him. Yeah, right. And he's gonna bring it up. Now I'll, I'll we'll listen to him chit chat, but check out his mic style. <laughs> oh, I got hoodwinked. Holds it like a baby. He can't wait for Tom to pick her out for that crazy hat. I just came from the bus stop. Don't spoil me. <laughs> How do you like getting up in the middle of the night? <laughs> what time did you get up? Four o'clock. Sucker. Sucker. So the, the book actually talks. They open the doors at 6 a.m. And uh -huh. they bring in 500 ladies, mostly ladies, and then servicemen and service ladies, too, which I give a thumbs up for. Uh, and this was like a show that aired a half hour, like 9 a.m. And, uh, you know, you would sit in your kitchen and you would listen to it. And it was it was sponsored by, like, Ivory Soap for the first 15 and then Kellogg's for the last 15. I listened to one of the radio shows. Here, Where, who are you? Mrs. Marie Edgedahl of Cherry Valley, California. Well, who are you? Valley. I'm Carl, not so reading Ms. from the script. Where is Cherry Valley from yeah. here? Up near Beaumont. You mean down near Down, my bad. Ah. Cherry Valley. 
Oh, that's hysterical. It's a valley. It should be down. Yes, but we're up on the mountain. That's up. Terry, valley's on top of a mountain? Let's get this right now. Oh, God. When you Wait. go south, south, you go up south or up down south. south. Or down south. We go up south, but we're a little northeast. Whoa. <laughs> Marion? Marion. This is the funniest bit, by the way. And it's up. Now <laughs> we're just 29 miles from Palm Springs. Oh, is that so? Uh -huh. yes. Up or down or south? <laughs> oh, we're just to the right of us. Uh, <laughs> This is one of those comedy bits where, like, will there be a good payoff to it? Right? I don't know. Let's find out. Did you ever hear of the down in Sleepy Valley? Cherry Valley. Look, you know of any valley which you have to go up to get to. What? Cherry Valley. What a payoff. That's the bit. That's the payoff. Like you, as an audience member, you go, there's got to be a payoff. I trust this dude. And so you laugh at it regardless. Yeah. Right, so she's Dorothy Larson. So she's going to give her a sob story. Now, she used to listen to the radio show. She wasn't supposed to when she was a sonographer over at Toby's Donuts or whatever the fuck. She wasn't. Every time. She would sneak it. Yeah, she was eating coffee and donuts, and I wasn't supposed to. Wasn't supposed to listen to my show. Wasn't supposed to eat coffee and drink donuts at the donut <laughs> shop. But I quit, and I moved here, and I'm looking for my fiance. Was and he I'm the one in the car? Was that? Was he the one that the guy picked up in the car? Uh, he's also from Minneapolis, and they're gonna. Yeah, connect. but he's not the. Okay, all right. Yeah. No, she's I from Minneapolis. She's looking for her fiance. He knows the fiance, but there's a deep secret he won't tell her. What? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I Heart Radio, War of the Roses, all the way. <laughs> uh yeah. She she played Nancy Drew. She's best. Okay, here we go. This is it. She played greatest Nancy moment. Drew. Okay, here we go. Car crash. This is it, the greatest car accident you'll ever see in your life. Right out the side, the melody. We need an Irish cop. We're okay. Call an ambulance, right? Okay, mother. Everything's all right. Here's my brogue. Who's the driver of this car? That's the Catfly. Well, dog my cats. Oh, mother, just stay there. We'll get an ambulance. Don't go into the light, mother. You ever see uh, Anchorman 2 with Paul Appel? No, Ron Burgundy, when he trips on the ice. I did right. see it. I don't remember that. He was doing a jazz flautist, and he tripped. Yeah. That changed and then she the course of the movie. Aside, don't go, Ron Burgundy. It's just an audience member. It's really funny. I am okay. I got to go to Tom Brenneman. I am just over the way. This restaurant is now just office complexes, you know, what have you. Hollywood uh -huh. and Vine, that's where I catch the Metro. That's where I go to Amoeba Records. If I want to pose outside the Jennifer Lopez star, the Adam Sandler star, it's right outside. <laughs> so, and you'll notice, by the way, on the sidewalks, there's no stars on Hollywood Boulevard. Ah, because it's earlier. Unblemished. Yeah. So, I'm okay. I'm off to Tom Brenneman's. Go fuck yourselves. And he's like, well, I, I, got, I got some hot Ladies, I gotta go. Ah, buddy, you've got to stay with me. 
So the plot thickens, as it were. Okay, 8 o'clock. Now, it's weird. The book says the show starts at 9.30, but whatever. So here we go. They do this weird intro. Let me see if I can play it right. Well, there along our network. Good morning from the ladies having breakfast in Hollywood. There you go. And say we have a swell turn out here this morning. Along about this time of our program, we'd like to visit a bit. I think we'll start with maybe you. What is your name? Harriet Dean. Where are you from, Miss Dean? I'm from Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. Uh -huh. mm, hot down there, isn't it? <laughs> oh, get the fuck out. All right, well, now... Okay, here it is. This is so plant. This afternoon, it will be Henderson. Oh, being divorced? I'm being married. <laughs> Congratulations. I suppose you're the happy groom-to-be? Yes, ma'am. I'm <laughs> sir. That's you, Carl. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I mean, ma sir. <laughs> oh, yeah, I used to do that. Yes, ma'am. Say it to some guy who's being tough. You go, yes, ma'am. It's all changed. <laughs> You know what? I remember you driving your brother crazy by giving a dollar bill to him. But first, let me count it. <laughs> <laughs> you lick your thumb and you count the one dollar. He's like, give me the dollar. <laughs> All right. So the old lady got hit by the car, but she's okay. She's going to sit next to Zazu Pitts. And now he's going to talk to the serviceman. So Zazu. Zazu. Is it Zazu? Yes. No, wait. She, no, she wasn't the one who used to be hot. And, don't just say yes, 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 Carl, to anything I say. Now I know her. She's the crazy one who was in the Francis movies. Yes, yes, Carl. Aww. She's like, she has this energy. She's like uh, uh, olive oil type. Do you remember Her, in that film she was like the nurse or something? And she, you know, she just fell in love with the guy and she'd do anything to help him? Yeah. Oh, no, she's great. I, wa I had an opportunity to watch her sh shorts. It was like female Laurel and Hardy. It was like mm -hmm. Broad City back in the day. It was her and Thelma Todd. And they were just like two, you know, brass. Uh, they were a comedy duo. And it was it was funny stuff. I don't honestly, I don't remember any of it. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he did a lot of charity work, March of Dimes. He raised, you know, a lot of money. Uh, interesting guy. He so I, I should say up front, he's gonna die of a heart attack in nineteen forty eight at the age of forty seven. Wow, like that's show. pretty yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool. I mean, Carl, I can't imagine like maybe Guy Fieri would pull this off. He owns the restaurant where the show is being broadcast. Mm -hmm. So he's a restaurant manager, radio host, you know, radio producer. It's a lot. Uh I suppose it's a lot, but okay. Now this is a guy you picked up in the car, right? And he says, "I'm from Minneapolis." He goes, "Hang on a second. During the pre-show, we met a woman from Minneapolis. You should meet her. Here's Dorothy Larson." Uh, hi, I'm Dorothy Larson. Oh, I want you to meet Ken Smith. Cohen. I think that's just oh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. could be good. Yeah, they wouldn't have a Jewish guy in this. No, there would be no. Listen, if they had a Jewish guy, he would be at the uh, club when that King called. They wouldn't be a top friend of his. That's for <laughs> sure. Is that crazy? This restaurant so it was ham and eggs, and during the show, he'll say um, he's going to actually talk to famous mothers. He's going to say, "Ah, Mrs. Cooper, mother of Gary Cooper," and he'll say, "Enjoying your bacon." Miss Cooper. So he uh, talks to Joan, Mrs. Crawford. Will you tell Joan Crawford that we said hello? Absolutely. So we'll, we'll see him more. Will uh, she get her fiance during this film? 
No, the fiance will not pop up. There's a dark secret about the fiance. Okay, okay. You want me to tell you? Um, only if it's he's gay. <laughs> that would make such a great movie. Breakfast in West Hollywood. <laughs> I have All a right, new fiance on. now. His name is Smith. <laughs> well, all right, yeah. So look, he says, here's a couple of things. Yeah. He says, uh, hey, you guys are swell. I'm going to give you guys five bucks. 1948, that's a lot. That's like Make sure you spend it on my restaurant. Dude, that is so <laughs> many violations. Okay, so here he is. So he's famously known for looking out for crazy lady hats that he puts on. Now, this is where Zezu Pitts shines. She's got a crazy hat. Oh, what you whipped up? Oh, I cooked this hat up. Oh, it looks undercooked to me. Oh, 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 there you go. Look at that. She's great. Yeah, look she's at awesome. me. There's she's actual the pathos of this movie. Now, one of the things about this movie is that he would do these, he would put on these hats, but there was a famous celebrity known for her crazy hats as well. Gossip, radio gossip columnist Hedda Hopper. Okay. We've seen Hedda Hopper in a, in a movie before, The Oscar. I love that film. Yeah. So she played herself. Oh. So Bobby pointed out an even crazier hat, a fishbowl. Now, who is wearing that crazy hat? She's going to leave. <laughs> My hat's great. <laughs> so it's Hedda Hopper herself. Oh, Hedda. Oh. So she, he just dissed Pitts. Yeah. He was, Pitts was like ready to take her hat off for him to wear. Oh, oh there it is. This is Mrs. Cooper. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the bacon. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> and Mrs. Luther, Joan Crawford's mother. Oh, hello. How, How are, are you? you? How is Joan? Fine. Mm -hmm. Please give her my regards. I certainly will. Thank I you. certainly will. And uh, you, are, you hear our program too, do you? Every morning. Mm -hmm. You enjoy it? Very much. Well, that's nice. You think I'm a good master of ceremonies? The best ever. Oh. You think I'm handsome? Very handsome. Mm -hmm. And terribly underpaid, wouldn't you say? Yes, very much underpaid. You know, you sound just <laughs> like my mother. I am your mother. And she is, too. <laughs> what a payoff, girl. Oh, wait. Hedda's going to get the last oh, word. Oh, what a lot of ham in that family. <laughs> oh. hey, speaking of ham, Hedda, I'm inviting you all down for dinner tonight. Why, thank you, Tom. We'd God, he's such a weird... He had dinner tonight, Carl. He's, he fucking hangs around this restaurant. I don't get it. All day long. It's his job. It's like Ryan Seacrest, live from Ryan Seacrest restaurant on Hollywood yeah. Mind. That's a little weird. Oh, Zazu Pitzer getting her hat dissed. Yeah, right. This is the pathos of the movie. He's going to put on this hat. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't even let go of it because it's probably going to fall off him. Don't feel bad, dearie. Not theory, it's theory. Your hat is much worse, I assure you. Oh, I gotta go. Oh, yeah. So, he's it's such a weird movie. He's got a fishbowl, and he says, like, uh, you think a duck's gonna come? And he goes, probably a woodpecker, she said, because he's so stiff. Mm -hmm. Do you like Spike Jones and his city slickers? The only thing I know from Spike Jones is that Nazi one insulting Hitler. Oh, Defer's face. Yeah. We hide. Yeah. And then, do you know cocktails for two? Hiccup, hiccup, hiccup. Probably. 
Do you know the one where they go Beetle Bomb? These songs, I probably know if I hear them because they have legs and he was so famous. But and look at his. Right this, right a hopper, head of hopper. this is a song about Hedda Hopper's hat. A of concrete in a five and dime corn popper. What he got? A hat for Hedda Hopper. Take a ripe banana and a jigger of Quantro. Broil it over charcoal, that's Miss Hopper's new chapeau. Add a pickle to the side of Grandpa's old silk topper. What he got? A hat for Hedda Hopper. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not crazy about orchestras, and I guess they weren't either. I mean, they're all professional musicians. Everything's synced up, but they just like took a big piss on like these swing, these orchestra bands, you know. It's Look how cool. they're dressed like bums. Yeah, right. Well, his suit, man. Can the guy try too hard, Spike? Oh. I'm waiting for yeah, him. not the guys in the front. I mean, like the trumpet player and yeah. And you mix it. Yeah, there we go. That's one of two times he's going to shoot a gun out in the restaurant. He does Is it for another legal? musical number. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's just a starter gun. It's just it's a weird. I don't know. Nowadays, you can, I don't think you could get away with it. No. What do you got? So this poor woman doesn't realize it's all set up anyway. I mean, if he picked this hat, then they wouldn't sing that song about Hedda Hopper. Of course not. Of course. Yeah. Now, well, is this guy see, just a side plot throughout? Will he end it up will, It will definitely... Don't forget, his wife is at the, the show while he is... You know, he's trying yeah, to hook up... Gallivanting. Gallivanting. Oh, here we what go. I wish we could say? hit him some way to do it. Do what? Let him know that my birthday's coming up. Oh, for Christ's sake. Hey, well, it is. That's one of my favorite jokes. Sorry, I, I should So one of the shticks he does is a wishing well. There's Pharrell Hollywood had a ring. A, mm -hmm. a wishing ring. So he does... Have you ever done a show where you have to do a fucking raffle? It's pits. But he does a raffle on his show. He's the master of ceremonies. And every every show, he gives away a wishing ring. Wait. Did you say four nine three six six? I have that number. I got it. I won. A little prop humor. Did that work, Carl? Wait, say it again. I missed it. I was just watching Minneapolis. Oh, oh I, I got the ticket. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. You, I, that's pre-planned. That was pre-planned. Good prop it's comedy. I appreciate your sentiment. It did work. <laughs> so she wishes. I don't know what she wishes. Oh, so there was a little clever joke. I got in late, so I didn't really have your breakfast. All I had was coffee and donuts. <laughs> uh, so that's a joke from the diner. Yeah, because he did a pre-sweep, so yeah. they were already prepared. She's saying, "I was a stenographer, and now I just want to get married." So instead of taking dictation, you give dictation. <laughs> it's such a listen. You know what I, I mean? This whole thing is like she's going to get married. And it's all about marriage. They can't wait for these kids to get married. But every yeah. guy in the restaurant is like, oh, my wife. Right? Yeah, yes, that's right. And there's going to be another guy who's going to, like, do a wife joke, which is kind of a funny one. Uh, but still, yeah, like, they all regret it. You know? Well, how how did you say so old? I was married twice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but she can't wait to get him. She's just looking for a fiance. She won't and he shut knows up her. about it. Yeah, but she wants He's oh, like, oh, he yeah. knows she died. He Didn't knows know. 
that the fiance died. Okay, so I have good news. Your wishing well comes, wishing ring comes with singer Russell. I think his name is Adam Russell. Okay. Uh, Aaron Russell. So he's, uh, he's best known for Besame Mucho, but he doesn't sing Besame Mucho. He's going to sing three songs into this uh, thing. So the first song is going to be in English. He's, he's crooning right now. And then he's going to go into another song. It's so strange, Carl, because he doesn't go on the main stage. He's happened to be at a table, and they just cue him, and then he sings off stage on the table. Yeah, is the chair tilted? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. There's another scene with him that later. That's not a good he... question. That is a stupid question. It yes, just looks yes, like Carl. he's look. Oh, he's not showing it now. It looked like he was leaning the. Ch okay, okay. This guy, you know, he's interesting. He's an American citizen. He moved to Mexico, kept his American citizenship, but he really? appeared in, yeah, he just performed there and he was in a bunch of Mexican movies. He was in a cartoon, Mexican cartoon, theatrically released cartoon in the 70s or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, he did his work. Uh, let me see. I have a list of the performers. What do you got? God, it should be nice to have my notes right here. His name is Andy Russell. Uh, he died in 92. He was born in 19. He first performed at 13 at Coconut Grove. Besame Mucho is his big act. Right. Uh, the, the cartoon from the 60s was called El Mago de los Sueños. Uh, and he's Wait, also was going, it on Spanish TV or something? Maybe. Why? Okay. If there's subtitles, you want to watch it? Nah. I Just asking a good question. You know, it's funny, Nancy Drew there, this yeah. is one of her rare adult roles. She married uh -huh. this uh, oil baron guy, and, and uh, when he passed away, she became a head of this company. And one of the things the company did was produce episodes of Lassie. And she actually, so she directed an episode of Lassie. She appeared, I think, as the mom and a narrator. But the director of this film, this, this kind of, also directed episodes of Lassie later on. How, how yeah, this, uh, let me see if I can find a director. He's, you know, the, this, I have not much to say about the writer. He just cranked them out. You know, <laughs> I know that when you look for stuff, uh, you go, yeah, he was a lot of things you never heard of. So the director's his name is Harold Scheister. Uh, Scheister. Scheister. <laughs> way, way to disrespect the guy. Uh, he did two things. He did B movies like this, and then he did a million. If you think TV you're going to get away with one number? You're crazy. What would you like to this. sing for an encore? Well, uh, how about Magic is the Moonlight, Tom? Oh, that'd be swell, especially in view of the fact you rehearsed it all morning. Ah, he stole my joke. He stole my yeah, joke. Like, we're as the audience, we we just uh, peek behind the curtain. <laughs> now it's quiet in the moonlight. He's great. He's wonderful. He's bland, ultimately. And what I noticed watching this movie is that he's going to segue into Spanish and you'll never realize it. Uh-huh. Because you're not paying attention? Oh, I'm paying attention. Not you. I'm waiting for him to go into Spanish.
I don't know if he had like a lot of musical acts like this during the show. The the episodes I listened to was just him chatting to ladies. So maybe it was for the movie or maybe you just missed, you know. I think it's for the movies. Mm-hmm. This show, man, he had 10 million listeners. Hey, you that know? beats us. Wow, that beats us That's by 9 beats us million. That's by 9 billion. 900,000. People, that is a lot. <laughs> We're almost there. He's doing much better than us, but but he's Listen. yesterday's news. He's yesterday's news. See, he's speaking sing Spanish. No entiendo. No entiendo. I, the first time I watched this movie, I was spacing out and I came to and I'm like, what the fuck? You speak he's yeah. Spanish right now. Yeah. He's Spanish, yeah. You didn't notice he was singing Spanish. Because you missed it. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I just one of the reasons why I wanted to do this movie is that it's just a great pop culture curio. Uh-huh. This guy was super popular. Opened up a own a restaurant. Nice time, yeah, yeah. And one of the things you'll notice in this film is that how he this is an office to him too. He goes back to the office basically, and there's a secretary here in the restaurant who's like, "There's someone waiting for you, Mister Bennington." So, I don't know. Like, I don't know how he really lived his life, but the poor guy right. had a heart this attack at just- forty-seven. So, all right. we do each morning we'd like to award our orchid to our eldest guest and i want a bit now who do you think oh. it's going to be 71 oh, 71 oh someone's oh, going to be Seven, yeah. 79 over here 82 82, 82 over there he's going to do a Bob bosley bullshit where he keeps repeating the way her cadence goes. 82 82 and so it is <laughs> The little lady over here. Well, Keeping the sound on, good job. Hello there. A funny joke. How are you? 83883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883883
God. Can I call you Annie? Sure thing, Tommy. You're a very active woman for 82. Oh, sometimes I feel that I'm not very active, but I've got my own teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I have mine, too, on the lower side. <laughs> now, Carl, do you know any 40-year-old that talks like him? It's Well, it's a different time in our country. It's a different culture. But at the same time, these are so scripted. Yeah, I know. It's It reminds me of War of the Roses, iHeartRadio. The, well, you know, on that one, we were just given the premise and then we ad-libbed, you know. But, I mean, this is literally scripted and they're really sticking to the script. They could right. have made it a look, a, you know, just every now and then go, <clears throat> or, you know, stumbled on a word. Come on. Like, it's just so obvious. I know, but his, like, his banter, I don't, I don't know if it's funny or not. I can't, I I, I'm on the fence. Like, he seems like he knows what direction the conversation is going to go. And he's, you know, he's listening. He's listening as a host to them. And then he, right at that moment, he nails it. And the, the bit's over. But, like, for example, she's saying they lived in a town in New Hampshire. But because her husband was a fireman, he had to be on call in another town. And that's the comedy routine. It's a little inconvenient. It's like, it would be more inconvenient if you just burned the firehouse down. And then he could stay at your place. Uh, right hilarious 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 this hunched over weird i don't know is he like he's not a sexy guy he's like is he a dad is america's dad is he like friends to the old ladies he gets involved in this movie because this show is only a half hour the radio show so well, we will see not like america's dad you know um He's friends to the old ladies, right? Like you, you're a housewife, and you get a half hour with Tom. You have breakfast. Mm -hmm. It was on the Blue Network, Breakfast of Sardis, which was ABC. When he and Sardis sued him like a hundred million when he decided to do his own show, saying, Why? "Hey, we're we're gonna do Did our we're gonna keep doing Breakfast of Sardis. Breakfast of Hollywood sounds too confusing." It never happened. They never sued. They never Sardis never did their own radio show after Tom. So Tom opened up his little restaurant, and uh, oh, here's the Lily. Now, I have a big mistake I've made. Now, on 57th Street in Manhattan is Sardi's. There's the Russian Tea Room. Yeah. There was a third one. Uh, it's gone, long gone, so I'm forgetting it. But but am I wrong? Wasn't Sa Was Sardi's a franchise, and there was one in New York and one in Los Angeles? Do you know what? I'm going to hit myself in the head. That was the one section in that book, L.A.'s Landmark Restaurants by George Geary. That I didn't read about Sardi's. I just... Yeah. I said, wow, this guy, I saw the movie. I'm going to do it. Maybe there isn't so, Sardi's in Manhattan. Not, but I There is a Sardi's. I don't think they're related. There. They're not oh, related, Carl. Okay. I, I just think they just happen to be two. And if there is, they were. But yeah, I didn't really look up that. I should have because it's an old Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, this is good. It gives us a break from the restaurant. <laughs> I Honestly, I agree with you. So, I mean, the radio show is a half hour, and this movie is about an hour 20. So we basically get to see the entirety of the radio show, I guess, uh -huh. or the movie version of it. And then when it ends, the movie continues with the lives of these people. All right, she's taking out her gum. I used to hate doing raffles at comedy And now shows. her fingers, her saliva fingers, the same thing that took out the gum touched the... Well, I mean, 
Uh, did, can I point out there's only one person wearing a mask in that room? Jeez, mm-hmm. drives me crazy. No, this is definitely pre-pandemic. I mean, I'm guessing. This is probably They just came out of a great world war. They had this was things. post the 1890s pandemic. Wasn't Remember the when we had our pandemic, they talked about the last one. It was, wasn't it yeah. late 1800s? And yeah. San Francisco had this rule saying like, because of this plague, if you're in Chinatown, you have to stay in Chinatown. Unless you work, you know, outside of Chinatown, then you're healthy enough to come join us. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, now who is this lady? I forget. Columbus, I Ohio. Know. I don't remember anything. No. <laughs> Just a little nervous. Now, don't be afraid of this microphone. No. You've won our beauty kit. Oh, okay. Those, this is Glinda. This is the gadfly's wife. Look at that beauty kit. Why do you it's call him loads? the gadfly? What is a gadfly? A gadfly is a person who's like a pain in the ass because they're uh, arguing against authority and they're... Uh, I always think of Jackie Gleason. I always think of a man about town who's, you know, bigger than life and uh, no, larger than life. No, a gadfly is like Socrates was a famous gadfly because the establishment hated his muckraking. That's a gadfly. A guy, a guy who goes out and cheats with his wife, you know, like in oh, – so he's he can't get to these ladies. He's one trouble after another. He gets – he hits a lady, walks into his car <laughs> – the cops have to bring him to the station. Now his car is busted. And he has only one part, and I got to order it. So he's keep calling up his little mistresses saying, yeah, almost. I'm Listen, right. on my way. we're going to the track. But one of the great things he says is, we go. We first go to the barbers, we're shaving a haircut, and then we're off to the track. And this guy will actually keep the ladies in the car while he goes gets a shave and a haircut. <laughs> We're done with the radio show. It's over. And the What's... moment's over, fucking Ma Smith just lies down. Now she's, she can't. Whew. That car must have hit her harder than she thought. Now, Annie, what's going on here? Oh, this movie. So basically, she doesn't want to go to the hospital, Carl. She's got yeah. her little dog. The only thing that cares for her is she cares for him. Well, don't worry. Uh, the, I saw a sailor. He'll go to your house and he'll he'll walk your dog. What? Oh, it, there's no bother. Like this guy. Yeah, see, the, this sailor will help you. This sailor's here because he's buying a suit. Did the sailor ever say to the host, like, "Hey, you know, okay, you tricked me. I didn't know it was you." And you? No, but you saw his face when he did that gulp. <laughs> You know, oh, silly me. He No, he never says, listen, you're a fucking asshole, and I didn't appreciate your mother pressing your pants joke either, and your mom's a garbage monster I saw in person, Tom. You know, that type of thing. Yes. You know how conversations go. Okay, a gadfly is a person who persistently annoys or provokes others with criticism, schemes, ideas, demands, and requests, and that's because a gadfly is... Any various flies as a stable fly or a warble fly that bite or annoy domestic animals. Interesting. Oh, okay. Philanderfer, philand- philanthropist. It's, it's got to be with the G, right? It's a person Man who goes out on town and. Look at this. Hollywood. This is like every day on Hollywood Boulevard. It's wheel of it. What's going on? There's a car. That's so her going she, to the hospital. Right, because she was okay. okay. She got her lily. Then after she got the vapors and they had to take her away. 
She got the now. Lead. Hey, you mentioned my fiance, and then you said you don't know him, and that he was going out, going to marry someone named Clara. Why don't you tell me what's going on? Oh, see, oh yeah, I have a photo. Obviously, you're friends with him. <laughs> it's a very small army, a navy, right there. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's only so much people you can fit into that boat. Yeah. Well, he's like, I can't tell you. I got to walk this old lady's dog. You want to join me? So they're going to go to a weird, nondescript Hollywood park that I don't recognize and walk the dog. So they're going to go together on a dog walking date, even though it's not a date. So he knows that the fiance is marrying another woman, but he's not <gasps> telling her because he doesn't. That want is to right. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. He didn't die in the war, Carl. He just met a woman, another woman, and then they married before they left, before he shipped out. Oh, he's already married, even. Okay. Ladies! Uh, ladies. He does have a really funny bit where he says, sorry, I'm... Oh, no, this is in his office. There's his secretary. Oh, yeah. Why, Gloria, why didn't you tell me he was so good-looking? <laughs> Uh, Miss Hammer, suppose you run along to lunch? I'd be glad to. Ooh, drop the hammer. She's disappointed so, yeah, that he's cheating. All right, they can't wait to go. So this poor guy hits a lady. That's caused a delay. Goes to the police office. Delay. Gets his car replaced. Delay. Now, finally, they're in the office. Do you ever look like Gable? Oh, yeah, I don't think I have his shoulders. <laughs> Uh, yes. We are we're on our way. We'll stop at the barbershop. Nothing can stop us. We'll stop at the barbershop. And who's there? Hey, that old lady is spinning in her grave. You got to go here back to the office. Back to, uh, to the cop office. The I don't know where station. this is shot. Lisa, is this Hollywood forever? I don't know. I, I, okay, I so I the radio show is over for the rest of the movie? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay. We're done. We're going to go back to Brenneman, Tom Brenneman's restaurant. But Of course. Yeah. So, you know, they're talking about the, the places they went in New York, and she, they didn't get chop suey because they couldn't afford it. And These, the, the, the captions are horrible. It's saying the word dope. It said suicide. It said Oh, chop suey. It's supposed to be chop suey. It's, it's chop terrible. suicide. You know, YouTube shouldn't provide this service. Because it it, should. it's not, if it's 80% correct, that's still horribly wrong. I know. Honestly, I mean, it would be great if someone uploads it with, uh, there's ways to get subtitles and maybe edit it. But this is, a, it's good for a fix. It's good for a fix. Well, a are these lovely flowers? Carl, aren't I they lovely flowers? My, what? Aren't they lovely flowers that they picked? Yeah, they're lovely what? flowers. <laughs> $50 fine. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, 1946. This is why I think, like, the director and the writer, they do their job. That bit could be in any movie. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the amusement pavilion, which are, of course, in every... Is this Griffin Park? I have no clue. I wish I knew. Mm -hmm. So back then, there was a Ferris wheel and a photo booth, Carl. 25 cents. That's a lot of fucking money. It comes with a frame. What? It doesn't look... They don't look happy. Well, that's exactly what they're saying. It says, well, can we do another one? But this time, like, we're smiling. And then he, 
this Mac is like, well, gosh, I guess the problem is that we're just two different people and we're not connecting. Maybe if we like connect, we get a better picture. Like kissing? Well, you know, maybe put our arm around. Okay, he likes that. All right, much better. And she goes, <laughs> you going to put the quarter in? You ready? Ready for what? To put the quarter in, silly. Oh. oh. <laughs> now they are right. getting cozy. Yeah, he puts it. What is this asshole going to do? What is this loser going to do, Carl? Don't do it. Don't. Oh, you idiot. Ah! I said don't. Goodness gracious. <laughs> we now move. I'm goodness. So this guy is kind of a jerk, you know? I mean, I guess he was overwhelmed, but he's being a jerk. And then he's going to tell the truth, the truth about her fiancé. Oh, Carl. Oh, oh, the drama. Folks ought to be in the same boat. What we need is somebody to help us over her, do see? No, I don't see. There's something that you ought to know. Here we go. I'm going to tell you what you're not going to like. It. I don't want to hear anything more. As far as you're concerned, I'm terribly disappointed. Don't bother taking me back to the bus. But okay, well, go ahead and say it. Damn it. Please, I don't want you to think I'm just making a play for you. I meant that kiss from the bottom of my heart. Do you realize what you're saying? I sure do. I'm, I'm you're engaged. a fine friend of Jimmy. I'm a better friend of yours. That's why I want to tell you something. Here we go. What are you driving at? Just this. You may be in love with Jimmy, but you're not engaged to him. Why do you say that? Because he's married to somebody else. Married? I didn't want to tell you before because well, it was none of my business and I knew it would hurt you. I don't believe you. You're making it up. If it is true, why didn't Jimmy tell me? Why didn't he write me? He was waiting to get up enough nerve. <laughs> he met a girl in Spokane. He hadn't seen you for over a year. Just went hook, line, and sinker for this other girl and married her the week I shipped out. A week they got oh, shipped I had out. I'll tell you sometime. You thought for Oh, uh, and then you just thought you could mac on me. Oh, no, it wasn't like that. I was really falling for you. From the bottom of my crotch. <laughs> From the bottom of my t tiny curly well, hair. Like it, it's it back in these days, which I was not alive for. It was all about getting married and it wasn't about dating. I mean, it was about dating, but, you know, like. Right. I hear you. Like, it, yeah, they're not I'm dating. The 60s game people were having look the thing is back then people did have sex but it wasn't you know some girls did some girls didn't and it wasn't publicly okay now the police station is over so it's how is he going to get to a barber like how does that come up look at my it's going to come up i swear to god the make the writer had a little machine and he fixed it up and everything's going as planned okay so they're going to go to Del Mar, but first, a haircut. Let's do it. Nothing can stop us, Carl. He does have a funny line, like, they could have paid out bail, but, you know, he had to give his opinion about the police to that nice man. How did I know he was the ch chief of police? <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, they're done. Okay, they're going off. Nothing can stop them. Nothing's going to stop them. In a car from the 40s where people sit in the front seat, nothing's gonna stop him. It was oh. like, oh no! Something's gonna stop him. Yeah, punk. Mm -hmm. How weird is that? Okay, now this is, she won a uh, 
makeup makeup. So she's going to go to the salon and cash in her the radio contest. Yeah, well, you know, because it was a prize they were given, a makeup kit and a free do-over. So she's going to go get her makeup or makeover, whatever they called it in the 40s. Yeah. Well, it's a fancy place. Hey, Broad, let me get the door for you. Here's now this is the nurse of the old lady. And uh so so this is on the inner door. Well, all right, I gotta go. This guy's one of those assholes like, listen, I, I can't talk. I, I my love life's on the line. Right? He even goes to the office of Tom Brenneman. Hi, I can't to talk to Tom Brenneman. Do you have an appointment? No, but this is about love. And it's really <laughs> important. She's done with him. She's taking the first bus uh from to Minneapolis. Gotcha. Where she's taking from. the five o'clock. She's taking the five o'clock, Carl. She's already gonna go. I got, I got, he's a busy man. But will you tell Mr. Brenneman it's about love? Oh, oh, right away, sir. And fucking Brenneman, he's like, oh, well, I gotta help this couple. No, you fucking don't. Why don't you take your Tom Bosley ass and get the fuck out of here? <laughs> Tom Bosley, the dad from Happy Days. Yes, Mr. Brenneman, there's a starstruck sailor here. Bring him in. <laughs> and what is this? Is this his office or the restaurant office? I guess it's the... I was going to guess the restaurant. That's where he lives, practically. Well, you know, he was an honorary mayor of the city of Encino. One of the things honorary. Tom Brenneman did. Yeah, so he would be there for openings. He would have the oversized scissors and cut the yeah. ribbon. So I don't know if he lives in Encino. That's where he was driving from the, the valley. And this guy, like, mind your own fucking business, Tom. He had a magazine, Tom Brenneman Magazine. Right. Which, where he was on the cover every month. What happened no. was... When he... Really? That's the Oprah <laughs> move. Yeah, no, he was Oprah before Oprah. He When he passed, right... Uh, I think it was Baron and Glendale, but all women brought sent orchids to put on his grave and uh -huh. out of respect because he used to get, and then um, they try to keep the show going. There was a guy named Gary Moore. He had a New York radio show. He would fly in to Hollywood to do the morning show. Eventually the show, like I think 48, it just it was done. You know, after his death, they tried, it didn't have they the did same it? thing. Yeah, they tried, you know. I don't think... Um, it all revolved so. around his personality, it feels like. Absolutely. So Gary Moore flies in from New York to host show. Show canceled 49. Brennan gets a star on, uh, on Hollywood Boulevard in 1960. Uh -huh. But, oh. you know, actually, there's one guy in this movie that has three stars on Hollywood Boulevard. I think it might be Spike. It is Spike. Spike mm. Jones has one for radio, one for music, and one for television, the Spike Jones show. So he has three stars as well. Whoa, 10 minutes to five. The, the bus is going to leave. And they do the classic Sacramento, San Francisco, Spokane, Minneapolis, Philadelphia. You know, like, wow, I would hate to be on that fucking bus. All right, Sailor, out of the way. <laughs> That's a lot of stops. She goes to the locker to get her suitcase with all her stuff in it. This That's is obviously pre-9-11. Pre-steal shit from Locker 11, right? I mean, even the 40s, I would be jimmying in that. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's when it went away. Like, you, you used to have lockers and buses uh, stations all the time. Uh, it when was, was the last time you saw a locker in, say, the Port Authority? 
Do you I'm remember? going back to high school. Yeah, when I used to go in there with Tom Kroll, there was uh, uh, lockers. The, the concept was you got all your luggage. You're only in town for a day or, or five hours or something. So you you buy a locker and you could just roam around without your unencumbered, without your luggage. Okay, so now why is he going? Okay, so the nurse he's giving called. a speech. He's he's being he's negging her. He's being negative. He's like, come on, Annie. You could pick up your heels off of this. This is nothing. Come on. Here's the battle. And she's saying, I don't have any battle left in me, dude. My husband's dead. I take care of my dog, and that's it. I have nothing to to think about. And he goes, well, uh, you know, there's this young couple that uh, I'm trying to oh, man. Oh, really? Yeah, perhaps you can help. Yeah. Well, maybe I could send them over here. Oh, I don't think you should, but maybe you should. So now the spark of life is is reunited because Tom is going to bring in this couple for her to meddle in. I thought they were going to sleep together, and that would be her. <laughs> that that he realizes she's only in her fifties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He does have a wife in real life. She showed up on the show. He would call her a baritone singer. Second time I heard him say the word baritone. Weird, right? But he, he was yeah. married. He, he, she doesn't show up in this movie. I yeah, really he enjoyed sleep when he says, you sound just like my mother. <laughs> so wait a minute. Oh, yeah, I got to go. There's some people in trouble. I got nothing to bother with. People in trouble. Oh, yes. I said nothing to bother. Well, you know, maybe I can bring them over. What a fucking asshole. Mind <laughs> your goddamn business. <laughs> Well, he's right, saving dude? her. He's saving her, right? And he's saving them. Yes, that's right. Because the, the, the drama from the morning's uh, radio will be resolved by Tom and by the night. The morning zoo. Now, what's interesting is that there's still two more musical numbers. We're going to see the King Cole trio. We're going to see Spike Jones. Uh, and the musical numbers are like 15 minutes before this movie ends. It's like, you know. Fuck you. <laughs> Have the musical numbers 25 minutes into the film, 45 minutes into the film, and then, you know. It's kind of like the we're filling time. This whole movie. Yeah, I mean, this was a B movie. You know, it was not 90 minutes. It was just enough time to be added to another film uh, on a double header. On and, a double uh, you know, a lot of these movies had musical numbers in it, you know, and they, the plot kind of worked around it. All right. Now, this guy's a fucking loser. So he's there and he's like, come on. There we go. San Francisco, Sacramento, Salt Lake City, Cheyenne. It's uh, going to be a long, long drive. Jeez. Then finally, Minneapolis. God. He's like, come on. Listen, I didn't mean not to tell you and kiss in this. And he goes, come on, sailor. Get the fuck out of here. All right, sailor. Get her out. I guess like people, civilians had respect for everybody. You know, we still had a wartime mentality. It's like, come mm -hmm. on, sailor. So he's like jumping up at her window, say, come on, come on. It's not working. You trying? It's not working. No. Yeah. I mean, her fiance came looking for her fiance and then finds out not only does a fiance got married, but this she found out from a guy macking on her. Crushed. That's right. Learn to act. <laughs> well he won't go on to do he'll go on to do one 
to be in. Gary uh, did it. Citizen Kane was 1941. This is 46. Oh, so this was a step up for him. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's a leading role. Now, this guy said, he brings up the Del Mar race. He says, I can't believe so-and-so won in the first, which is kind of a callback to the other guy. Yeah, the other guy. Now, he told Sailor, I'll be right there, and I'm going to help you. And then he gets a call from Old Lady, and he's like, right. I'm on my way. So he's late because he just talked to Old Lady. And now it's too late. And now hey, who bumps into it? Here's a really odd thing that her character does. She mispronounces Tom Brenneman's name. She throws in a second R. It's very hard. Brennerman. And this must be a B for this guy because it's in the script. And the name is Brenneman. And she tries it. Brennerman. Brenner. Brennerman. She's been Brenna. dissed twice. Oh, yeah. Well, she mispronounced it to the old lady at the table, and the old lady corrected her, too. Uh -huh. It's just a running gag. So here's the plan. Tom... Uh, He's pulling in a favor as honorary mayor of Encino, as it were. He's <laughs> calling the cops and saying, yeah, she, I, she, he's going through some California town. So he calls the local authorities to say, pull over the van, tell, pull her off the bus, say that she stole the ring from this morning and Tom Brenneman wants to talk to her. <laughs> okay. All, this then, is in service of love. This is in – it's kind of not realistic. A fucking what's up with the cops oh it's for love okay yeah like right i would like to see mr brenneman well he's very busy but it's for love okay okay All right are you, you trying to tell me we falsely arrested a woman pulled her off a bus just so this guy could have a second chance okay look All right. how pretty i am i know it's so weird it's weird she looks the same <laughs> I can hardly wait till my husband sees me. Why not surprise him? Her cheating husband, Carl. She can't yeah, wait. Yeah, that's right. Their cheating husband. Oh, but that'll world. probably wrap up great. It'll probably... You look terrific. Now, one of the things she says is, she's as a housewife, she doesn't want to go gavel, walking around showing off her looks. It's Gal for her husband who is Gallivanting, gallivanting. Say it, say it. Gallivanting. Gallivanting, okay. <laughs> Elevanting. I'm gonna have to say it in four more sentences. Oh she got goodness. this tip she gives her. She gets she's she gives a couple bills. Here's a quarter. Here's a quarter. Very nice. <laughs> and this the woman who did her hair has this fake accent. She could finally drop it now that she got her tip. Yeah. All right. Wait, so speaking of gallivanting, who should be chit-chatting away? With a moccasin. I love this guy. Did you hear what he said? Those two little pops could have a hole in the battleship with a moccasin. Yeah, no this is a session with getting a haircut. Oh, boy. Oh, good evening. 
There's a record You and your girlfriends think it's going to be one. You're optimistic. <laughs> That's a good one. Because that was my wife. <laughs> <laughs> right, the payoff is the, the barber laughing at that. <laughs> he didn't say egads. He said egods. I know. The guy is fucking a, a, not a gadfly. He's the best. I love that guy. What is everything he shows up is the same thing you're thinking of gallivanting, gallivanting. Maybe that's what you're like a man about town, like a gallivanting. Uh, Yeah, a gallivanter. Uh oh, cops are pulling him over. Look at this. Define gallivanting. Pull aside of an apple orange tree or whatever. Go around from one place to another in the pursuit of pleasure and entertainment. That's got to be what you're thinking. Yeah. Well, that's what he's doing. Is there a Miss Larson on board? Oh, that's me. Yes. Uh, yes. Did you, you know the fiance everybody is at the bus officer? Well, yes, I was on his radio show just this morning. So they got it. So the cops, I mean, this is illegal, right? I mean, you can't yes. do this shit. It's a lie. It's a lie. He. It's false charges. I don't know what you would call it. And also, like, I was sued for being making a scene on the bus, too, in front of everyone. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> now will you tell me what's going on? Mr. Brenneman wants him back in the office. We're not going to a police station. We're going to go back to Mr. Brenneman's weird office in the restaurant. Oh, Call out yawn. We're almost done. I swear. Nighttime. Tom Brenneman's. There was a big sign that said ham and eggs. So here's uh, Spike. Now we get a number. This is a great performance. You know, it's typical stuff. It just, everything is bad on purpose. But everything sounds great. Uh, uh, is he going to be drunk? Right? Ad nauseum. There'll be like a guy in the audience will say, shut up. Everything's just sync perfectly. I, I always like silently. The joke is it's not silent. No, not at all, because they trip over the waiter at the, right on that cue. And, you know, like people will interrupt them and they'll do musical interludes. It, it's all very clever shit. I don't know. Do you know the director, Spike Jones with a Z? Y yeah, I know. A, of him. director. He was a fan, like, I guess making uh, uh, skateboard videos in the 90s he, for Sassy Magazine. He used the, the moniker, instead of Spike Jones, who we see right here, Spike Jones with a Z. You know, kind of as an homage, a little reference. But then Spike uh -huh. Jones with a Z becomes huge, famous director, and he's stuck with that name. So He's getting hit because he's making noise. Yeah, right. It's all rhythm. Like, it's all, like, I don't know. It's all well synchronized. Hello. 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 Hello there, girl. What do you say, boy? <laughs> right? <laughs> that Mel Blanc sputtering, like, it's what do you say? Good. That was a joke. Hello. 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 What's that? What is on her head? Oh, some silly hat, I think. They're like dressed up, dressed down. Time to lower, simmer, lead 
I don't like fucking Russell has to sing from a chair. King Cole Trio has to do. Uh... Oh, this is kind of funny. Again, like Carl, we talked about this before about uh, dinner theaters and, and movies. Are they real or are they a set? Well, yeah, we talked about nightclubs, right? Yeah. yeah. Are, are they a real thing or just something that we, you know, like the movie, like something we would like to see in the real world? Like anytime I saw those 80s punk rock clubs in a movie, I would like to go down to the 80s punk rock club. It's just no such thing. Second time he shots a gun. Yeah, right. We know for being 80 kids, that's not real life. But yeah. someone younger than us who hasn't experienced it will be right. like, okay, that's those, those. Those were the good old days of the 80s. Yeah. Right to the paper record. That's what it looked like. So when we see stuff from the 40s, we assume, but this is his restaurant. So is this really his restaurant in the interior or did they shoot it in a lot? Hmm, interesting question because you would want the back open for all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and you can't have that in a contained. Maybe it is the right. restaurant, and there was enough room. Because if I'm paying money to see Breakfast in Hollywood, the movie, I would want to see the actual place it was shot. Yeah. Like that's why that's where my nickel is going to. You remember we went to the Cheers bar? I remember, I, and I was like, I "What remember, is this bullshit? This isn't Cheers." It's the exterior. Oh, Carl, I, w I remember we went down there and there was a guy sitting at the bar and he looks at me and he pats me on the shoulder and goes, hey, there's Norm over there. I think Norm is over there. <laughs> he patted me on the shoulder and I turned my young ass around and I got the fuck out of there. I'm like, I just don't want to fucking deal with this shit. Yeah, we got our photo out there. That's actually on our... Uh, Who's feeding the dog? Yeah, that's right. Who's okay, so I, what's that? Who's feeding the dog? Oh, it's it's the sailor. It's uh -huh. I, I brought you a T-bone, and she sees him, and she's like, "Oh my gossip but heart!" He's not Come in his sailor. Oh, okay. He's dressed normally. Okay. Well, so so he makes a joke when he when Tom picks him up in the beginning of the movie. What are you in for town? He goes, "I'm here to pick up a suit." He goes, "Oh, I hope it's not blue suit." He's, "Oh no, Mister, I'm done with that. It's a regular civilian suit." So that's the reason why he's dressed up. He got his suit I, from yeah. Hollywood. Looks good. Looks a yeah, little large yeah. on him. I know. Well, this whole movie, the role is a little large on him. <laughs> He's been acting this whole way. Yeah, so I guess through the window, they're gossiping. And she's, like, telling him, like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. The cops picked her up and brought her back to Tom Brenneman's. Tom Brenneman's? The restaurant? Oh, I should go over there. He doesn't say, what a shitty thing you guys to do, right? Yeah. Getting the cops but involved. Right. Oh. Let me. I, I wrote a book. I got a bunch of notes, but I think we pretty much went through it. I, I should also mention. Uh, so Bondi here, she's interesting. You know her from the Waltons, but you know how she she passed away at ninety two years old in nineteen eighty one on uh -huh. New Year's Day. She tripped. Oh. oh, I don't know. What happened was she tripped over her cat and she broke her ribs. And she died wow. from complications after that in 92. Okay, here's like the seedy bar, the segregated bar, I should say, across the street. 
Now, for some reason, he walks in. He's trying to find his wife. So he goes up to the funny 40s uh, bartender. This is the Bureau of Missing Persons. What? what does she look like? She's the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> Why don't you try Tom Brenneman's? They all wind up there sooner or later. They all wind up there sooner or later. I never thought you'd hear. Right? The, now, this is a great song. Fucking neck and cold. I always knew he was a singer. He was a crooner, yes. And yeah, he's with Nelson Riddle. But he, and then of course we know him because of Natalie Cole. His, his daughter did well, a. Well, no, but we know um, the original Unforgettable. We certainly knew that before Natalie was around. What was his big songs? I have it listed here. Too. Unforgettable. Unforgettable. It's only a paper moon. Route sixty six. That was, that was not him. That was not him. He must have did a. He did a version. Maybe it's not the song uh -huh, we know. Uh huh. Gotcha. So this, you notice their trio. There's no drummer. Yeah. It is better. To be it's just a lot tighter. It's a really good song. You know, they say like, your gal, she has this smelly perfume, and your pal, you know, man's best friend is a dog. So you're better right. off by yourself it's <laughs> i do recommend seeing, seeing this movie by yourself just so you don't hear us talk over this actually the guitarist i'm gonna play a little of that it fucking smokes yeah so the movie just grinds to a halt we just got 15 more minutes left but beforehand we got to get our musical numbers in oh here we go check them out But they don't play a Tom Brenneman's, Carl. Yeah, what? Wait, that's right. Why are we? Is this the bar where he asked, "Have you seen my wife?" That's right. And then uh, he leaves. He says, "She's old, old bat." They all wind up at Tom Brenneman's, and he's like, "Okay." And then he leaves. But it just so happens that the band we saw in the intro is there. So we might as well be, listen to him as long yeah. as we're here. I guess. <laughs> I guess, but again, like these movies, you you want some musical numbers in there. You get some musical acts. Oh, now there's Hedda Hopper. She's giving the latest report. Okay, Julia check okay. back. All right, good business work. They're at Tom Brennan. This is finally some of the characters meet. Oh, excuse me, but uh, could you by any chance direct me to someone who could perhaps help me? Oh, what about? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm, uh, I'm looking for my wife. It's quite a long story. Well, this sounds like a good story. You couldn't have chosen a better person. What's the name? Cartwright, but she probably isn't using it now. Well, uh, what does she look like? Oh, she's out of this world. She's gorgeous. <laughs> this, I must say. Come on, I'll help you track her down. Oh, but excuse me, it's, uh, it's because of this and that that I'm looking for her now. Thank you. <laughs> he thinks it's so funny i'm in another movie you know hedda hopper was a fucking actress in the 30s she's in hundreds of oh. movies before she died oh no she's gonna sit on no! zazu's no not that of there's a funny joke in here, here. Zazu. you're hedda hopper aren't you well i wasn't at home this morning 
You know, oh, I'm one of your most ardent fans. Ardent. You mean you were? What? Oh, look what I've Here done go. Here to your hair. Oh, that's perfectly all right. It wasn't silly enough anyway. Oh, it couldn't have come to a happier end. It couldn't have come to a happier end. Oh, She's her butt is it. the end? Uh -huh. Her butt being the end. <laughs> So she's giving her a genuine head of hopper hat. Hey, Carl, wow. what do you get when you put your dick in a cheese clopper? What do you get? Head, head of hopper. hopper. Look at that chapeau. Now, what would she be doing there on her own? That she but is. Look at that. She's ignoring her husband. She's all dolled up. I beg your pardon. Oh, come now, let's not be ridiculous. Why, I've been worried sick about you. Oh, please don't bother to sit down. I'm just about to leave. Well, after all, my dear, fun is fun, but this is becoming ludicrous. Your cab is here, ma'am. Oh, thank you. As your husband, may I be so nosy as to inquire where you're going? Oh, I don't know. The Macombos, maybe Sarah's. I don't know yet. Well, may I accompany you? Oh, I'm afraid not. You're hardly dressed for the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> And now this guy rose before hose. Crack, but she had me tell the cab company she wanted to go to 26 Canyon Drive. 26 Canyon Drive. Dude, that's our home. Hey, bros before hose. Meanwhile, back at Tom Brennan's. Look at how big that was. I think the entrance was in Hollywood, but like there's parking around the corner on Vine, and then I think the restaurant was kind of on Vine. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I don't yeah. understand this. Now, is this the administrative offices of the restaurant? It must be because it yeah, only makes, that's the only location we know in the film with Tom Brenneman, so it must be. Yeah. All right, officer. Thank you. You can wait outside, officer. Now, he's never going to tell the officer that I, I asked you to do this out of malice or whatever. Like, it's not a real charge. Malice? Well, what, what? what would it be? Would you, Your you brain trick is a scrambled. A little bit. I've been gavelizing. Mike, define malice. Uh, that's Correct. when you get drunk. That's it's right. when you slur when you slurge Alice's name after a couple of drinks. You. That's right. I just googled yeah. it. That's what Google says. All right. Well, I guess uh, she's not angry at him, you know, but. That's uh, such a long drag, but Brenneman's going to do it, dude. He's going to do the Tom magic, the little Tom foolery of his. He just wings to get that young couple together. What's in it for him? It's in a movie. Nothing. He's going to report this to the old lady, and the old lady's going to live. Just report it, not what makes you think part of it. Yeah, I think he like calls the nurse, and then. Uh, while she's pretending to be asleep and while she pretends to be asleep, she overhears the conversation on the phone with the nurse where Tom says they're together. Mm -hmm. And so she fake sleeps while smiling. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think these guys are, are a little scummy. Oh, here he is. Give you have my girl. I have get out of my way. You, 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 Cop. Character actor cop. Hey, buddy, where do you think you're going? I'm going to follow after you. Mr. Brenneman, he came walking. It's all right, copper. Anything can happen in here. Usually does, too. <laughs> I was told he had you arrested. 
He just had me brought back because you asked him to. Shall I take him outside? No, let him stay. The excitement's all over. This thing will settle down to a good old-fashioned family fight. Then you won't need me. No. Thank you very much, officer. You've done the mayor of Encino a great turn tonight. Not at all, Your Honor. Hey, mayor of Encino. Encino. Encino, man. Encino. Remember Encino, man? Yeah, I remember. Holly Shore. Yeah. That's where he lived. He lived next Come on, to let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, dear Lord. Okay, hang on. Here's her purse. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Brenneman, but gosh, now what do I do? The only thing a gentleman can what? do. Leave her alone? No, give her no. a chance to change her mind. But she just walked out. Only to be followed. Well, how do you, you figure mean? that? She left her purse. Holy mackerel, am I dumb. Yeah. All right, turn to the camera, give your final look. Gee, I'd like to feel like that just one more day before I die. Two years. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, you got 600 and something days, buddy. I also don't understand, like, I'd be so self-conscious eating bacon on the audience. Like, you know. <laughs> And then you go to dinner and you, you have to stop and watch the act and then you gotta get up and dance. I'm a little weird about it. Dorothy. Yes? You forgot your pocketbook. Oh, oh. so I did. Thanks. You're welcome. Oh, Carl. Could I talk? Can we, uh, I think we already had everything to talk about. Well, it's just that it was pretty shitty of me not to tell you up front. Oh, well. Oh, do you want to dance? So she puts her pocketbook right in there. I guess that you could do that in clubs. Sure. They don't, they don't have lockers. Look at him. Is he going to jerk off afterwards? He's smoking too. But come on, Mike. That's not fair. He was curious. He just put these two together. He wants to see his it, handwork. One last thing to do. Watch this. Watch this. Rolled his eyes. Oh, that stupid smile of this. They put the spotlight. They've been just sitting there waiting to do a musical number, right? They got the chorus girls there. Hey, watch it. Hit the light on those guys. This is the yeah. second number you were talking about? Right. He never gets on the stage properly. He always has to sit right. on the side. Yeah, he's always in the tables. <laughs> yeah. Disrespect. I mean, do dinner clubs work that way? Amor, amor. Amor, by the way, in English. Less. Oh, please, less. Oh, <laughs> oh, you took my amor joke. God damn it. <laughs> alas, alas. Oh, alas. <laughs> I thought of a very elaborate amor joke, and you beat me to it. When you mute a stupid Italian song, that's a less. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> A little less. Uh... I don't think it's his fault that he doesn't come across on the screen. He's a crooner, and the crooners have a certain style, and they they don't have microphones, right? They have to like sing in a shorter mouth. They love her. They love him. He's handsome, and he's he's singing the love. It's a good song. Besame Mucho is a good song. It's weird that it's not included, even though it was a hit at the time. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe that he was, you know, that yeah. had, had its run and he was going for the next. He, he gets three numbers in this movie. That's that's one more than the other acts. Mm-hmm. 
But again, this movie ends in four fucking minutes. Why do you gotta fucking throw in another act beforehand? Okay, it gets a little white. <laughs> he approved. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, SCTV where Eugene Levy dressed up as uh, Perry Como. Perry Como is yeah. still alive and he's lying <laughs> right. on the couch doing his crooning songs. But he was crooning. The, also, part of that joke was he was crooning contemporary disco stuff. Right, that's right. Stay alive. I like the nightlife. <laughs> I want to boogie. He's he's I'm lying on a couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Fuck you, cruders. But they do get a final dance together. And then they're gonna give a speech. He's gonna say, oh. Now don't forget, she thought she came all the way to Los Angeles because she wants to meet her fiance, and then she finds out the fiance dissed her. Right. And now she meets the guy who wants her and he's like, We should get married. It's like, uh, all right, you know, give me a breath mint and uh, like an intermezzo or something to kind of clear my head. And then, yeah, sure. It's kind of weird how, like, they don't even know each other. This is what I was saying before. Like, it was all about marriage because marriage meant, like, sex, you know? So right. This is a day of the life movie. It takes place in one day. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to get married at the end of the day. They just met today, and then they're going right. to get married. And no wonder it's like, oh, my wife, right? Right. Because you got married like two seconds after meeting her. Right. So we are almost done. I think he calls the old lady, if he hasn't already. We've known each other yeah, about 14 hours, and you have to give me a little time to think just about a little it. Time. Huh? Before we tie the knot, I was all ready to tie a knot with your buddy. How much time? Three or four minutes. Okay, here we go. Then I hope we'll live happily ever after. Oh, Mrs. Reed will be so happy to hear it. She'd be she so happy now. to hear it, but she's asleep right now. Thank you for calling. Or is Good she? Night. Look, it's a little smile. Well, how do we end this fucking movie? Good night, Pop. Good night, Pop. Good night, girls. Good night. So it's closing... Steve Pop, what a day. Well, you're through for the night, Tom? Yeah, all through. Oh, yeah, I've been wanting to tell you this. You know, me and Ma sure like your radio program. Oh, thanks, Pop. Look at that time. And me up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, some of more gags and crazy hats and foolishness. Yes, and yeah, more than heartaches and headaches yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> Pop, by golly, that's what makes the world go round, yeah, eh? <laughs> And me with it. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it like you can, buddy. You old scallywag, you. That's Grandma. Oh, there you go. No, not it's you. Grandma. I just wanted to tell you that Miss Hopper sat on my pangram hat. Oh, it's too bad you weren't wearing it. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, thank you, Mr. Bramerman. You're welcome. Oh, you do kiss the ladies whose hats you try on, don't you? Oh, why not? Everything else has happened to me today. I know, what a day. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Bramerman. Oh, the name is Bramerman, honey. <laughs> Good night. It does kiss a kiss from Bramerman. And that's it. There's a picture of the stupid hat. Dub dub hat. <laughs> 
Wow. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Believe it or not, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. <laughs> There's lots of What's... reasons to think this film is... I, I was amused and entertained and, uh, you know... What's that to like? Well, there's a lot to like. <laughs> it's it's not two hours. It has I like that. Nat King Cole and a young Nat That's King good. Cole, right when he's doing swing music. Spike Jones. That's classic comedy. I feel like Doctor Demento is going to do the outro. I can't <laughs> believe it. Then you get some singer who's fine, you know. Then. I like when movies are TVs become movies, right? Right. So they have there are movies that are based on there are movies based on radio shows. There's Fibber McGee and Molly. There's you know, there's and trust me, I will Prairie look. Prairie Home up. Companion. Prairie Home Companion is a great example, right? That was Robert Altman trying to do something like this, you know. But that's like yeah. the final night, and there's like I don't know, but yeah. So we get to see a reenactment. It's that cheesy fake relationship stuff that's been a staple on radio uh, from day one. Right. And then this guy is so weird. I mean, he, he seems like an old fuddy, but he's not. He brings up old ladies who are actually not old ladies. I don't know. Yeah. There's just something about this film. And then, of course, just the location, just to see that little uh, Hollywood and Vine uh, stop-go sign. Yeah, you know, it's, and all, it's yeah. slice of time, slice of, uh, you know, a slice of history uh, with uh, everything 40s and, you know. It's his only movie. He didn't show up in other movies. You know, Hedda Hopper did, but he, he mm -hmm. did not. All right, well, that has been Breakfast in Hollywood. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I like that movie. Good job, Mr. Brennerman. Uh, <laughs> Brennerman. That has been our time. We hope you enjoy it. We'll be back next week. Again, we'll be here on Muni Radio Sunday, 2 p.m. PST. Uh, and we will then drop as a podcast Sunday night. And then you can find us on YouTube. Obviously, you have L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, that was a lot of fun. I look forward to next week where you yeah. resume research. <laughs> uh, the switcheroo. It's just a regular room. Okay. How did I do, Carl? You did good. You did great. You knew all your research, and it was terrific. All right. Hey. You hear that? Good I found myself in the back. CarlSucks.com. Check out everything Carl is doing. He has other social uh, – he's on other podcasts. You should check it out. Go check out Jokes to Carl, and make sure you leave a comment, as people do. And uh, I'm, I'm elsewhere. We will be back next week. Hope you join us. Take care. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Song. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie.
movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Watch. underscores. You know, I love going to restaurants downtown, turning your frown around, and like everybody, falls countdown. <laughs> hey, I'm ready to crumba. Now let's watch a full-length Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. How are you, man? Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Thank you for... I'm happy to be back here and ready to watch a great film together with you on YouTube. Well, that is the premise of our acronym. We are a podcast. We are a live streaming. Free that is, if you're alive, you could stream this first on mutinyradio.fm, where we are on right now as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go ahead, type in mutinyradio.fm, check out the station, and on Sunday at 2 p.m. PST, go ahead and hit play. We're also a podcast, audio, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T, that's our acronym, and most importantly, we have a YouTube channel. We want to watch a full-length movie with you. We are going to find a movie on YouTube, and we're going to watch it with the sound off. You're going to watch the movie with us. Yeah. And you're going to listen to our podcast at the same time. Unless, of course, you're watching the video. Hello, we have a movie to present to you. That's really exciting, Carl. I'm really excited. Okay. Uh, okay. And don't forget, Mutiny Radio has a lot of great stuff. So when you go to mutinyradio.fm, not only you can figure out a way to channel that station, check out our archive, you can also donate. Hit the donate button or go to Venmo and donate money to at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie today? Today, we will watch Saturn 3, 1980. Isn't that easy to put in the search engine of YouTube? Saturn, then the number three, okay. and then 1980. And I spell out 1980. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. It All is right. numerically... Right. You don't even need Roman numerals. It is 1980. Hey, right. well, gang. 43-year-old movie. Saturn 3 from 1980 is on YouTube and we're gonna watch it. So go ahead, type in Saturn 3, the number, and then of course, 1980. And Carl, who is hosting our movie? Well, I just caught it here, I looked it up. It is video for you to see. 
Now, you'll only find one thing, so I'm not going to tell you the cool way they wrote for you to see. But because oh. when you get there, that will be for you to see. I'm not yeah. telling you. Very Prince-like. Okay, so videos for you to see is hosting the movie we're going to be watching, Saturn 3. We want you to click the link. The movie's going to play. There's no ads. I didn't get an ad. No, Just get pause. I didn't get an ad. And then move the timer back to zero, zero, zero. When you hear go, we want you to hit play with us and we'll start the movie. That sounds complicated. Don't worry. We'll give you a couple minutes to get yourself set up because we have a special feature coming up. The go is going to be said by none other than a celebrity comedian. Carl not only produces the show, wrote this theme song, and syncs up the video. He's went out of his way to talk to a celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Nick Kina. Welcome, Nick. Hi, everybody. Now, this segment is usually titled Celebrity Comedian Countdown, but with you, it's just Celebrity Countdown because you, sir, make your living at music. This is almost unheard of. You don't have some day job. You're a music guy. Tell me how you fell into that. Was that your lifelong goal? Tell me how you arrived here. You know, it was never like, I wouldn't say it was a lifelong goal. For a long time, I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. Um, and then, you know, I, you got to grow up. I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I guess I'll be a mechanic or something. I don't know. I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of crappy jobs when I was younger. Um, but music's always been around. My father's a musician and all his brothers are musicians as well. So there was always, there was always music around the house and I couldn't go a day without hearing at least three or four Led Zeppelin tunes in the background. My dad, nice. my dad is a rabid Zeppelin fan and that, that's something that we all kind of inherited uh, through the years, we just all became Zep fans. But I started going to his to his gigs uh, when I was about 13 years old, 13, 14 years old. He, he started letting me come to some of his gigs that were at, like, nicer places. He played sure. he played, he played some spots that were pretty rough that, you know, you know he wouldn't, you know, he, he was scared to go. They were paying right. him to be there, though. So, but, you know, I would sit at the bar and I would drink root beer and I would, and I would kind of be like a third base coach. And mm -hmm. I, he, he would look at me, and I would tell him if, like, the guitar was too loud. I would, I would go, and, like, you know, give, give big, awesome. big, giant hand gestures to tell him what needs to get fixed. And then he would walk up to the board and, you know, just make those little minor adjustments. And, and that got, that's, that's the first time I kind of, I, the, that first moment, I was like, wow, this is, this is a cool job. This is something <laughs> that's fun. And yeah. then I started, I, and then I started playing the bass because my father's a bass player it's what we had in the house so i started playing in bands and you know working my way up to becoming a front man i was always like you know in, like um you know i played harmonica i'd sing some backup vocals but i wasn't the front man and then slowly but surely i just kind of became that front man and i started running open mic nights when i was uh 21 and it was just so much fun it was such a blast just you know because you get all different types of people that come in you know, some people that are absolutely fantastic and they're looking for a gig. And then you get your, you, you get your weekend warrior type guys that, oh, my kids all left the house and I can finally play the guitar again. Nice. You get a lot of those fellows too. And they're great too. But like you meet all these really sweet, sweet people that all, you know, share the same interest and the same love of, of the, of, of music. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's music is, is to, in my opinion, it's the last real form of magic mm -hmm. because special effects have ruined our eyes 
like we know CGI. We, yeah, like we know that's CGI. It looks so good, but you yep. know that's CGI. But you play a song, and and you can absolutely transport someone to a different time and place, yeah. and a different feeling, and you, and you can really make someone, you know, feel something. Whether you're yeah. trying, whether you're trying to or not, whether you like, whether you meant to, you know, you know, I, I, a few a few gigs ago, I did a song by Bob Dylan to make you feel my love. It's a beautiful song. It's one of his most covered, and 